Welcome to the Light Gray Art Lab podcast. I'm Calvin Bauer, and I'm sitting here on the snowiest of Aprils. We had two-day blizzard this weekend uh, here in Minneapolis, and all of my friends were like, oh yeah, I pushed out 18 cars today, which is really a feat, and I feel like we should be um, recognized for some sort of heroic award for all of the cars pushed out human cumulatively uh, across all of the Minneapolis residents. So really, this goes out to you guys. Great job out there. Way to lend a helping hand. Um, Be a good neighbor. I I feel like in these rough winter times, we got to take care of each other. So recently we had an exhibition opening. We had our spring shows, which is ironic given this weather, but We had the opening of Arboretum, which is all about forest life and plant communication, um, like fungal networks and mystical stories of the forest and design garden spaces. And that one has 70 artists in it. All of the work is really beautiful. We also have several smaller exhibitions. We have the Flush of Spring, which is all about spiritual renewal. We have Resurgence, which is the return of energy. And then we have an exhibition of um, Campfire Comics, which is a Rizograph anthology comic collected and then um, produced by Kyle Harabidian and Dennis Madamba. And speaking of, I'm sitting with them both today. Hello. Hi. <laughs> hey, um, do you guys want to introduce yourselves a bit and just tell me maybe what you're up to, where you went to school, where you're from? Uh, any other just fun, cool facts about yourself? <laughs> sure. Um, Do you want to go? Yeah, sure. Um, well, I'm Dennis. I uh, I moved here five years ago. I went to MCAD, which is the School of Minneapolis College of Art and Design, mm-hmm. um, for the grad program. Um, and I do illustration. Um, I work in St. Paul at an organization called Springboard for the Arts, and we do... Like I do some organizing and teaching of stuff, um, Photoshop and things to, to folks. Um, but yeah, I like to make zines. I like to illustrate things. And uh, right now I work as a freelance illustrator. Um, and yeah, uh, I also like to cook a lot. And uh, yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much it. <laughs> cool. And yeah. S- Springboard is actually the, um, the organization that sponsors Light Gray. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Um, yeah, yeah. We're a fiscally sponsored nonprofit. Yes. Yeah, it's a cool project. Uh, well, I'm <clears throat> I'm Kyle. Uh, I uh, also went to MCAD for the uh, MFA program. That's where I met Dennis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I am. I went to study comic art there, and I do comics. I do zines, um, and we decided to make a zine together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Um, what other, we'll get to campfire comics for sure, but what other kind of zine projects or comic co- projects have you guys worked on recently or what are your favorites or what are the biggest things that you've done? Uh, I think probably the biggest thing I, I've done is the, uh, my thesis project for, for the MFA program, which was a sort of, a traditional comic kind mm-hmm. of uh but it was like an occult detective story 
Okay, hell yeah. Uh, and uh, a bit of Sherlock Holmes meets, you know, uh, ghosts and, and stuff like that. Okay. Um, and <clears throat> recently I've been working on a project called The Time Wasters, which is like a time travel comic. Um, and it's a little bit about like, they're not very competent time travelers and they get into a lot of trouble. And so I've been working on that a little bit. Um, and we're just right now, I'm just getting ready for the, um, Minneapolis, uh, spring comic con. When is that? May 18th, 19th, yeah. I think. Okay. Or 19th, 20th. Yeah. Something um, like that. It's in St. Paul. That weekend. A fairgrounds, I think. Mm. Oh, and, uh, cool. I'm working on a sort of a zine that's similar to Ripley's Believe It or Not, which was a <laughs> very popular comic strip in the mm-hmm. 30s and 40s, and it's still around today, but it's... Was it a comic? I only knew yeah. it as a TV show in, like, the museum. It was a, it was a comic strip. That, like, back in the 30s, when there was no television, comic yeah. strips were the, you know, very exciting entertainment, you mm-hmm. know, uh, they still are, of course, yeah. but <laughs> back then it was like, you know, a comic artist would be paid a million dollars or something. And that like was that. the way to actually tell, like, those kind of ridiculous stories or, like, mm-hmm. those kind of really uh, imaginative or um, surreal, I suppose, stories. Yeah, I mean, they were supposed to be true, right. obviously, but, like, they were very strange stories and they were... Uh, and it was just very popular at the time mm-hmm. for some reason. Um, and so I kind of want, I've been wanting to do something like that where I find a weird story or a strange story and try to tell it in that similar style, sort of my own take on that. Yes. Yeah. So are you going to find like true stories or are you going to find ones that are kind of like cryptid? Maybe yeah. it's true. Maybe it's not kind of situation. Yeah. I think it's, it's, going to be something that's probably true or it could be true um i'm trying to just find stories from minnesota mm-hmm. so that there's a kind of focus to it yeah because you could you know there's weird stories from all over the world and you could uh spend a lot of time getting lost in that so i thought i'll just pick one state and i'll have you found any so far i found a few things it it depends like like one of the things I thought was interesting and I've only just started reading about it, but the, uh, Ruby slippers from, from the wizard of Oz Mm -hmm. from the movie Mm -hmm. are in a museum and they were stolen and no one knows where they are and they're worth a lot of money, but, but it's also just very strange. Were they in Minneapolis or Minnesota? They're in Minnesota somewhere. Weird. Why were they here? (laughs) I don't know. I think there's a Judy Garland museum here. That's never that's that. strange within itself. Yeah, I didn't right, even exactly. know. Was she from Minnesota? <laughs> no idea. Uh, weird. <laughs> that's strange. Yeah, uh, that's that's part of it. It's like mm-hmm. it's a strange story, but then like you find all these other interesting things. Yeah. Like why is that? Yeah. Why is there a museum here? That's fascinating. Yeah. I wonder what the person who stole them like did with them. Yeah. Because like, what are they going? I mean, maybe, but. You're just going to display them. Like, they're just going to end up on display somewhere anyway. Yeah. Right? Right. Because they're not going to be worn and they're not going to just, like, sit in a box. They're the, like, ruby <laughs> slippers. So, hmm, that's so odd. Yeah. yeah. And, and I thought it was interesting, too, because, like, in the movie, they're, they're used to transport mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. characters mm-hmm. Uh, or the character. 
maybe that was the motivation. They were just adding to the fiction. Maybe. Oh, wow. Um, a an uh, alternate reality game, as it were. Um, cool. What kind of projects have you worked on, Dennis? Um, well, I guess I've I started uh, getting into comics kind of recently. Like I'm more of a illustrator, just making like images, like um, individual images. And then I guess a few years ago, when I was in school, I started uh, experimenting with doing like sequential art. And so for my thesis also, I did like a zine project with like a bunch of folds and kind of like interactive elements and stuff. And so I really enjoyed that. Um, so I started uh, doing some other stuff. Um, but I guess, uh, the, I haven't done a whole lot of zine type stuff lately. Mm -hmm. Um, besides the project we recently worked on. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, right now I'm trying to work on a project with my, um, around a trip I took to the Philippines last year, um, with my family, like mm -hmm. it was the second time I'd gone back. And so, <clears throat> so I'm trying to make a zine just about that, like about returning there, seeing my family, like what that experience is kind of like. And, uh, and, um, yeah, and it, hopefully I can make a, a story or just like a kind of non probably no text just like images about what it was like to be there totally and how was it like to be there oh it was awesome yeah, yeah. it was it was different like like um so i mean i grew up in california around my family but then we uh i had gone back once when i was like seven years old mm -hmm. um and i don't remember a whole lot so when i went back last year it was like completely different from what i thought it was really like it was i mean it was like super like tropical and warm and like but it was also like super chaotic like kind of um like th my family wouldn't let me go outside by myself you know really? <laughs> like you know you'd have to be driven everywhere or you'd have to you know have someone go with you or there were like cars like traffic is a huge issue um mm -hmm. like it takes an hour to go somewhere that's like two miles away or something <laughs> is that something that's happened between the last time you were there and now or is it something that you just didn't notice when you were younger yeah i think it's just something i didn't notice so okay. like it's more like something i'm uh i'm seeing now that that i can witness everything right uh, consciously so but yeah I, I feel like that's kind of a, a thing people talk about is the traffic mm -hmm. in manila which is uh just crazy all the time um <laughs> So, yeah, but it was wild, just like the way <clears throat> cars kind of, they kind of stop and go, and then when they stop, people all of a sudden walk through the street, and then when you start moving again, then then it's just like an interesting like dance between people and cars. And yeah. Like, yeah, and everyone just kind of understands like <clears throat> when their time is or when their place is. Yeah, I think so, yeah. and people, it seems like people nearly kind of get really close to each other. It's like they mm -hmm. almost hit each other, but they don't, and so... I don't know, it looks it looks chaotic, but maybe there's a really like nuanced I don't know <laughs> yeah. way of driving when you're there. I mean, that's it's similar with Europe because I I've been to Europe um, only a couple times, but whenever I'm there, I'm just impressed by the spatial awareness that people have when driving. You know, I'd be on a tour bus or like whatever. And there would be people on mopeds just like mm. weaving yeah, yeah. Um, when everyone else is still going like 40, 50 miles an hour. And here, if someone were to do that, everyone would freak out. Yeah, you know? definitely. And I feel like we're just not, it's, it's weird because 
we're kind of more careful here in the US. Yeah. But also I think that we're not as quick with our reflexes. Like we're not able to act quickly in those situations. Um, and I feel like maybe that's the, the difference between us and like really dense areas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it seems like we have like a specific idea of what it's going to be like when you drive, like, right. this, like you have an order to things. And then if something, if someone stops like 20 feet before a red light, then that's crazy to, to us. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so how here. dare they? Yeah. yeah. 20 feet. Yeah. I don't think so. No, this is my street. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and of course everyone gets angry all the time when they're driving, which yes. is like, Certainly. you know, definitely a, a thing that I've had to deal with. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Cool. So campfire comics, tell me more about Mm -hmm. this. Uh, we have it on display in the gallery right now. Mm -hmm. We have some of the, uh, pages up on the wall and then we also have it to peruse, but yeah, it would be lovely if you guys could tell me more about how that project came to be and kind of, um, what you guys were thinking about when you were going into it. Mm -hmm. Um, well, I think, we we back in 2015 i think is when we first thought about Whoa, doing okay. a, yeah a comic together uh or just like organizing something yeah, together was, right yeah. yeah um and so i i guess we were just kind of both trying to do our own work at one point and then we decided we wanted to find another way to make to make something that wasn't just our own work but um yeah to like create another project that we could use to just either promote ourselves and other and our friends too. Yeah. Um, I I think it came from, I was thinking about like, why do I want to make comics? Why do I want to tell stories with my work? Why not just paint something? Mm -hmm. uh, And I thought, well, it's kind of trying to think of why. And I thought, well, it's kind of like when you, if you were sitting around a campfire, you know, to telling stories and, kind of evolved from that sort of idea of like Mm -hmm. why I make why why tell stories and like it goes back to you know cave time sure yeah yeah forever forever and people sitting around a campfire and um and so we were sort of thinking of it as like we have it's an anthology and there's 13 different artists Mm -hmm. and each artist is telling their story around a campfire Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. So each artist has like two pages to tell a story and we came up with a theme to kind of tie it all together, but you know, it was not yeah. strictly yeah. to, but like the theme was based on a true story mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it was kind of like in a movie or a TV show where it's based on a true story. But, um, so that, that kind of organized the stories around that theme and then everyone told, told their, their story. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it definitely took a lot longer to produce. Like, I mean, I guess we, we came up with the idea and then we kind of like just uh, kind of worked through how many people we wanted to have in it and, and all these like, and the ideas for the themes and stuff. But then I think what took the longest time was just like getting it to print and mm-hmm. um, getting money to print. How did we want to print it? Mm-hmm. Like, right. like uh, I think three years ago when we were talking about it first, like I had bought an, a used risograph, like okay. an old risograph printer. Um, 
and I was trying to get it running to like print. And can you explain what Risograph is for anyone that might not know? Yeah, so it's basically it's like a copy machine that you that uses real soy-based ink. So basically, it uses、um, like when you put an image into it, either you can scan it in or use a computer to like. To transfer your image into the copy machine,、um, it'll make a screen called a master. So the master will be、um, almost like a stencil, and the ink will be pushed through the stencil to make to print your image, basically. And so it's really a nice way of printing something because it's fast, it's kind of cheap, and、uh, but also like the quality is like a low, low grade screen print.、Almost. Right, right. Because you usually set up the. Actual file or whatever you're working with, in layers like you would a screen print, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So it would be like, like the machine I've got, it does one color at a time. So you、mm-hmm. would do one pass of one color, and then if you want another color, you do another pass on that, on that print.、So. Totally. Yeah. So I mean, so that's how we we tried printing ours in the beginning on our machine,、um, and it was just like. Proved to be way much, way more of a challenge, like、oh, so. using it for the first time.、Um, I guess it was just we couldn't. We had to use the scan bed, which、yeah. is on top. So,、um, so we had to do that, which doesn't always read the colors or the、mm. the shades of gray that you're scan scanning in. So,、mm-hmm. so first of all, you'd have to have an image that's grayscale. So it's like black and gray and.、Um, And so we'd have to like tweak it a lot、mm. to get all the colors to come out correctly.、Um, mm-hmm. But then also we didn't have all the colors we needed because、uh, each basically the machine comes with a drum, and each drum can be devoted to one color at a time.、Mm-hmm. So,、um, so yeah, we didn't have those colors either. So we had to go to different sources, different like print shops, basically to have layers printed out just to get like proofs done and.、Uh, And、uh, by that time, we had like you know spent some money, and it, it had been like months and months, like trying、yeah. to just get like test prints made. So,、mm. so it was difficult, like at first.、Um, and also just having that machine for the first time, like it broke, like it kind of broke down, and、mm-hmm. <laughs> like some weird things happened to it. So, and are they easy to fix since they're kind of older machines? Um, there. I mean, it's they can be easy to fix if you can find. The parts yeah. for it, yeah.、Mm. So you gotta, you kind of have to just wait around eBay or, or like <laughs>、yeah. whatever. Because <laughs> I know Risograph has really blown up recently because、yeah. it does produce a really beautiful effect, and like you said, it's cost-effective.、Um, it looks really nice. It gives you something tactile.、Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it seems like more, more people are outsourcing it to people who. Kind of dedicate themselves to risograph printing.、Mm-hmm. Um, I know there's a press in Chicago called Perfectly Acceptable,、mm-hmm. who does exclusively risograph published、mm-hmm. stuff.、Um, so it, yeah, it seems like there are companies that are, are kind of little businesses that are popping up that will risograph print for you for still、yeah. like the cost-effective price, but、totally. will take care of all of those、um, nuisances that、mm-hmm. go along with. Bringing back something like that. Yes. Yeah. So where did you guys end up getting it printed then? Dennis found a place in Seattle.、Mm-hmm. We had looked、mm-hmm. around here and we didn't find anyone that we we were able to connect with. I guess. And yeah. Then, 
Or we had, but then their machine broke down, oh, that's right. um, so we couldn't print here. <laughs> this, this process was... Classic. Yes. <laughs> we were talking about how long it took, and it was like every single step was yeah. more difficult than we right, thought it Right, right. Just more... Not impossibly stuff. difficult, but just like slightly more difficult than we thought, and so everything took slightly more time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's so finally we found someone in Seattle who could do it, and... Um, they're called paper press punch. Yes, I think, yeah. and they, um, they did a you know they did a great job, and it was really affordable. Yeah. Um, but at some point, we were just like, Let's, we just have to get this thing done, you know. Right. And uh, yeah. we had you know a lot of our friends and and the the other artists had done their work, and mm-hmm. you know now we had to come through for them and actually make a book. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, I respect you guys for going through with it, even though it, you know, required so much hassle, it mm-hmm. sounds like. Yeah. Um, I feel like in certain cases, people just kind of drop projects if it becomes too much work or if it ends up, you know, tripping them up so many times. But you guys did it and yeah. it looks great. <laughs> it looks Thanks. beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. And now you have learned so much, I imagine, Indeed. through the <laughs> process. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Um, our next project is not going to be Rizograph. Though. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah no, exactly. <laughs> no, no, we, what's, what's your next project? Do you already have something on the table? We do. Yeah. 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 yeah we're, we're doing, it's sort of campfire too, but it's going to be like a newspaper. Mm. Uh, we're going to print it on newsprint and, mm-hmm. and it'll be like a newspaper comic section. So I love that. Yes. Yeah. yeah those are super cool formats. Mm-hmm. I've seen it in a few different, um, cases and you can also print them really really big yeah. like you can print one illustration that's like yeah. full newspaper size yes. yeah. which honestly is gorgeous and i feel like newsprint is such a um underrated surface because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. an illustration just looks so beautiful on it mm-hmm. i feel yeah. like yeah the colors just like yeah. <laughs> for some reason like they come out and so the, nice the, you know just the whole thing like it's like yeah, it's like the be feel. Print, yeah, know? it's good. Yeah. So we're excited about mm-hmm. seeing how it turns out. Mm-hmm. Do you guys know where you're going to get that one done? Uh, we'll have it printed at Newspaper Club. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. So I, I think they're in England, Britain. Yeah. Oh, okay. Company, UK. UK. Yeah. UK, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, like they looks like they make pretty cool looking stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, so it'll, it'll look just like a Sunday comics yeah newspaper and yeah except yeah. it'll be a little weirder probably yeah yeah a <laughs> oh strange. i imagine yes. so <laughs> yeah yeah and cool. i think we'll have uh 16 folks this yeah. time yeah, yeah. yeah. It'll be, and it'll be a few more yeah, yeah in this more. this project and mm-hmm. I'd, I'd like to have more but it's you know yeah you can only yeah. fit so many and mm-hmm. right speaking of comics autoptic is coming up in minneapolis which is a independent comics convention and um kind of book fair it's happened once before right twice 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 twice. okay how many years ago was the last one it was i think 2015 okay um Mm. it was supposed to be every other every every two years i guess Mm -hmm. and they weren't able to do it last year and so like dennis and i were like well yeah we can help make it happen you know if they need help we Mm will volunteer to sort of help yeah make it happen whatever yeah 
And actually, quite a few young comics people have been really involved with the organization process. Mm -hmm. I know I have a few other friends that are on the board, and it's incredible to see a lot of people that are um, active in the comics community, you know, and at conventions. Like, a lot of these people are people that go to indie comics conventions around the country, Mm And um, I feel like that's the kind of voice that we definitely need on a board for an indie comics convention here in Minneapolis. Yeah. Um, how has the organization been so far? I think it's it's been good. Yeah. I think seems... we're starting to feel like more confident, you know, like mm-hmm. we've got, you know, all, a lot of people have applied already. So that's exciting to yeah. see. And um, we've got the, the venue uh, reserved mm-hmm. and, so it's it's coming together. Yeah. And there are also like um, kind of comics reading events that mm-hmm. kind of lead up to the the big convention. So right. and, and how often is that happening? Usually it's a every, it's like four times a year. Yeah. Okay. And uh, sort of a way to keep the autoptic name out there and, mm-hmm. and right. keep people aware of it. There's actually one just last weekend, wasn't there? Yeah. So on Friday, like mm-hmm. this past Friday. How'd that go? It was pretty good. It was good. Yeah. 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 So we, we got it in under the wire before the weather. Yeah, that's right. Right. It was literally the night of the blizzard, wasn't it? Yes. Or the night like right before it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right before it. Um, it was starting. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I remember, I think I was going to come out, but probably because of that reason, I wasn't able to. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's fantastic. I feel like Minneapolis has a comic scene that's really exploding, you know. Mm-hmm. I We're very close to Chicago, which already has a really incredible indie comic scene, and, you know, Toronto. Mm-hmm. But Toronto and New York are, are so far away. Um, I feel like something like Autoptic is a really good addition to things like Cake um, mm-hmm. or Twin Cities Zine Fest or the other kind of established um names that have been going on for a few years yeah definitely Mm -hmm. i think so it seems to have like it's uh, kind of specific kind of a feel to autoptic it's like very yeah like so like uh i don't know i guess well like just the name yeah yeah. you know the name (laughs) isn't like an acronym for something that's true Mm -hmm. and and it's a name that it's just sort of a cryptic sounding word yeah 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 Um, so that's just off the, you know, just mm-hmm. that in, in a way. Do you guys know where the name came from? I don't. <laughs> Do you know I don't know exactly. I think, it ha- you know, in the first year they probably came up with every name and then that's the one that stuck. Yeah. Is it is it like a word? It's a word. Is it? It's okay. an actual. Yeah. I'm going to look uh, it up right now. Yeah. Uh, a toptic seen with one's own eyes, belonging ah, to yes. or connected with personal observation. Autoptic testimony or experience. Yeah. According to Wiktionary. <laughs> um, yeah. And the second result is Autoptic 2018, Minneapolis yeah. MN. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is going to be fantastic. I'm looking at the website. Do you guys know where it's going to be held this year? Because last year it was at the, where was it? Is Mills- it the Aria, Aria building? Yeah. yeah, and it was like this really incredible kind of warehousey yeah. cement. It's gonna be there. Yes. Is it going to be there this year? Oh, mm-hmm. excellent. Um, I remember 
that was when I first came to Minneapolis, basically. That was probably like my, well, it would have been after my first year of college. And I remember going to Autoptic and it just seemed so fantastical in a way because of the scenery and because Mm -hmm. of how many people were there. I mean, that was, I guess it's what it's second year then. 2015 2015 yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was the second year and yet it still felt so established it mm-hmm. felt like something that had been there forever mm-hmm. um and it had like extreme noise which is our like local punk record store mm-hmm. which has been established forever and just all these artists that i had never seen before but it was really inspiring yeah um Kyle, I actually still have your little common Rider card oh, yeah. from that Autoptic, actually. I was looking through your website, and I saw that, and I was like, that's where that came from. Interesting. Um, so, yeah, I'm really, I'm really stoked. And people can volunteer for it, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Um, we definitely need people to set up tables and direct traffic and, mm-hmm. and show people... And you get a t-shirt. Cool. Yeah, that's right. If you help out. What what do the t-shirts look like? Are they sick? Oh, okay. We're not sure. They will be sick. They They will be. be. (laughs) Yeah. I would not doubt it for a second. Um, Is there any other information that people might need to know about Autoptic or anything else that you guys want to share? Well, the the deadline to apply for it is coming up. Is it the 20th? Right. Yeah. Nineteenth or twentieth. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, you can check on online. Yeah, check but, the uh, website. Yeah. If you want to apply for a table. Yeah. So Is it just autoptic dot com? Dot org, I think. Okay. Autoptic dot org. Um, and I'll also put that in the show notes, okay. so you can just look right below this and click that link. Awesome. Yep. And it's <clears throat> if you just want to attend, it's free to attend. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Craig Thompson is already, I think, confirmed as a guest, a mm. special guest. Amazing. So yeah. that'll be cool. And we're definitely going to have more special guests as time oh, yeah. goes by. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Cool. Um, do you guys have any last thoughts about the great world of comics or just um, art in general, this horrible weather that we're having? <laughs> the This blizzard was made me get a lot of stuff down there so. <laughs> i kind of i kind of yeah. feel the same actually like i would i would talk to people and it'd be like do you want to hang out and they'd be like not really and i'd be like that's fine and i just <laughs> yeah. stay home and draw and um i also feel like it's it's really kind of like put me into a bubble that i'm okay with yeah, yeah i was okay with it too yeah, yeah. it was all right i think after a while, you started to kind of go a little bit stir crazy, but yeah. right. <laughs> but at first, it was good. I yeah. think I've left the house twice in the mm. last two days: uh, <laughs> once to get coffee beans, and once for this. Ah, so, okay. yes. yeah, you guys are on par with coffee beans in terms of my priorities. Nice. <laughs> it's very important. Um, absolutely. Coffee. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you for joining me, guys. Yeah. Thank um, you. Thanks thank you for. for yeah. Thanks for talking all about your stuff. Sure. You can see Campfire Comics in the gallery um, until around April 20th. Then we will still have copies in the gallery for the next few months. So feel free to stop by and take a look. Is there a place that you can find Campfire Comics online? Um, we have a website. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I think it's just campfirecomics.com. Mm-hmm. Or campfirecomicsandstories.com. Yeah. And stories.com. We just made it recently. Yeah. Yeah. So you can so, order 
from there. And you can, and yeah. you can see there's links to all the different artists' websites, and you can mm-hmm. see more of their work that way. Perfect. And where can people find you guys online? Um, you can. My website is dennismadamba.com, and also I have an Instagram as well, so you can find it from there. Cool. Yeah. <clears throat> and I'm kyleherbedian.com, so... Tried, tried to make it as easy as possible. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> as you should. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> it's, you know. Cool. And I will also link to those, so you guys should be able to find that down below. Well, cool. Be safe, my friends. Yeah, yeah um, you too. <laughs> don't drive too recklessly in this crazy snow. I want to thank Kyle and Dennis again for joining me today and giving me some info on their cool projects. Again, you can find those guys below in the show notes, uh, so definitely check out their work. You can find Campfire Comics in the gallery and also on campfirecomicsandstories.com. You should also check out atoptic.org uh, while you got a chance to learn more about that because it'll be super cool and if you are an indie comics person you should definitely apply if you are an indie comics person or indie comics lover you should come to minneapolis and hang out hopefully the weather will be a lot better hopefully we'll have sun and and glorious midwestern heat and humidity and mosquitoes and everything that you just love about Minneapolis. But also you have a bunch of cool comic books and prints and Rizzo prints. And maybe if Extreme Noise is there, we'll have a bunch of cool hardcore records. Who knows? It's a big bonanza that you're going to want to be at. So definitely check that out. Come visit us. And yeah. Stop by Light Gray Art Lab on April 27th for the opening of Foodies. It's going to be all about recipes from around the world. We have a bunch of really good artists, and we've had work coming in, and it all looks gorgeous, and it makes me want to eat everything. So stop by for that. There's also going to be recipe cards so you can learn how to cook the things yourself. The opening is from 7 to 10 p.m., and there will be refreshments and good company and all sorts of attractive circumstances. <laughs> um, you can find Light Gray Art Lab online at lightgrayartlab.com. You can go on Instagram and search Light Gray Art Lab or at Light Gray Art Lab. You can find us on Twitter at Light Gray Art Lab. You can also find us on Tumblr at Light Gray Art Gallery. And then on Facebook at Light Gray Art Lab. So check it out. You can also see all of the work from Arboretum and all the spring shows on our website and all across the web. So look at all the good work. Cool. Thanks for joining me today and I hope to talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.